Hello and welcome to my podcast. Um, this is my first episode and I'm not using any fancy equipment or anything, so if you hear background noise, that's why. Um, I've had a, a ton of people ask me many questions about fostering and I figured what better way to start a podcast. That way I don't, I'm not retyping the same messages over and over again and plus it's just fun to share about our journey um, and just inform people. If anybody's interested in fostering or just listening and following along with us, um, I'll give a little bit about my family first. So I am a mom. I have two boys of my own. One's five. He's about to be six in April. And then my youngest, Eisen, he just turned four in January. Um, <clears throat> they're wild and, and crazy and funny. And I just love being a mom. I can't say I always knew I wanted to be a mom because I I really didn't think about it a lot when I was younger um and then I got with my husband we were 16 years old we've known each other our entire lives but we started dating when we were 16 and we're about to be 30 this year the big 3-0 and we got married back in 2016 but once we got together uh eventually as I got older I just I just knew. I was just like, I can't wait to be a mom. Uh, we tried for a really long time and just we just weren't getting pregnant. And I pretty much gave up and we moved into our own house, our first home. And we were there for about a month and found out that I was pregnant. So uh, to say I was excited was an understatement. I was just uh, overly just happy and filled with joy and I loved everything about being pregnant I didn't really struggle I didn't have morning sickness I mean it was just to me it was just a beautiful thing altogether. and I love my son so much both of them I love both of my pregnancies and if I could I'd have a hundred more babies I just love babies and uh, my husband got a vasectomy back in 2018 after we had our second son. And I didn't want him to. Uh, I didn't tell him, no, don't do it. I just said, I don't want you to. And he went ahead. And, you know, that's we should have talked about it more. But it happened. And uh, they are reversible, but it's very, very expensive. And not a guarantee that you can get pregnant again so we talked about adopting or fostering or even eventually adopting through foster care um we talked about it a lot for a long time and I just kept telling him you know I want I want more kids I want to take care of more kids give these kids a good home and so after talking about it for a really long time um we decided to go ahead and go through with it Uh, we were living in in the city and we bought a house way out in the country and moved uh, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes away from the city where we were, were living, where we grew up. And uh, it's just a great location, great, great place to raise kids. The school's great here. Uh, both of our kids started school this year, pre-K and kindergarten, and they absolutely love it. I love it. I love the teachers. They're, I mean, everybody's just so amazing. I, I actually feel safe sending them there. I did not feel safe in the city, and that was one of my biggest complaints. I wanted to get out of the city before my kids started school because if not, I, I would have homeschooled them. I didn't want them to go to school where I didn't feel like they were safe. And 
it's just it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody, and I love that. Um, so once we moved down here, we started our foster classes shortly after. And it, it takes a while because you have to do all these trainings. And I think it's, um, I think it's 12 classes. And each class is three hours of training. Um, I can't quite remember exactly if that's correct, but I think that's what we did. So it took a couple months of training because we did one class a week. And we did have to, uh, they had to reschedule a couple classes. I, I can't remember why, events going on or something. So we did our classes. Um, <clears throat> my final my final thing that made me decide to go ahead and uh, go with the agency that we, we did, I went into town one day to go to the store, and I go to town often. I, I see the same signs everywhere. You know, you when you go to the same place over and over, you, you learn what's around. Well, there was a new sign up, and it was for NECO, a foster agency. And I was just like, I mean, that's got to be a sign, right? So... I called them and the guy called me back like the next day and he just, you know, asked what why I wanted to do it and kind of explained a little bit about fostering and from an outside you you might think you know how it goes but honestly you have no idea there's so much to it it's it, it is very complex but it's so worth it. So he connected me to the office near us and um it was a, it was about a week before uh she got back to me. And she finally got back to me and asked, you know, when do you want to set up your training classes and all of that. And I was just like, ASAP. Um, so we started doing those. And we were thankfully, we were able to do them remote because of COVID. Um, so that made it a lot easier being able to stay home and do that because the kids were not in school yet when we started that. So we had, we had both of our boys here and I was babysitting another two kids for one girl and and my neighbor's daughter as well so I had five kids here at, at all times and yeah doing the training at the same time because um, you have to do it you know kind of on their schedule and it, so it was during the day and I think we started at 10 o'clock in the morning and we trained until one o'clock and and you have to be listening like they asked you questions and it was just me and Tyler in every class except for one class there was somebody else in it um, so, you know, you have to be really paying attention. Plus, it's it's important information. Um, a lot of it is, is common sense things, but they still have to train you on it regardless. But uh, there's a lot of things that we learned that we didn't know. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's anything I'm not allowed to share about the trainings or anything like that. So I'll I'll dive into that more on future episodes. But so we started our trainings. And after doing our trainings, well, during your trainings, while you're going through everything, you work on getting all your paperwork filled out and turned in. And I mean, you have to turn in a ton of paperwork. That's the, probably the, the most tedious part about it is getting everything done in the time frame to where you're kind of finishing it when you're finishing your classes because once you're done with your classes then they're going to want to do your home inspection your fire inspection um you just want to get everything turned in as quickly as you can because it's got to go through several more people through the agency and through the state before you get approved and if you want to get approved in a timely manner 
then you want to have all your paperwork in because um, if not, then you're just going to be waiting. And they told me during training that they'll have a lot of people finish their training and they don't submit their paperwork for another six to eight months. And I mean, your training, your training expires. You have to do training hours every year and you have to renew your foster license every two years. Um, so you don't really don't want to beat around the bush and not get that paperwork turned in. So we did all of our trainings. We turned all of our paperwork in. We started in April and we were finished, I believe towards the end of July is, is how long it took to get everything done. So when we finished our training, we scheduled our home inspection and fire inspection. The home inspection took the longest because, or the fire inspection, I mean, because they had to send somebody from Columbus all the way down here and they were booked up. So we couldn't get the fire inspection for two or three weeks, I believe. Um, the home inspection, the agency does that and they were able to come out really quickly, but you have to have everything ready. Um, and I'll also talk more about that later about everything that you have to have done. Um, after you pass your home inspection and your fire inspection, then uh, they <clears throat> go through all your paperwork, make sure everything's submitted. You have to get CPR certified. You have to anybody over eighteen has to have a background check, physical. Uh, you have to you have to include anybody that's living in your house. You have to do all the paperwork for them. Um, you have to send in you know copies of your social ID, kids' socials everything. And, um, if you're vaccinated, you have to send in vaccine records or immunizations, whatever. And if you're not, you just tell them you're not and why, and, uh, you don't have to be vaccinated. Now, if you foster somebody who is vaccinated, you have to get them vaccinated. If their parents don't want them vaccinated, then you don't have to. Um, but, yeah, that's something else also we'll we'll dive into later. Um once we were once we had all of our paperwork submitted, they called us and told us, you know, everything's in, that's good, we're gonna go over it, pass it off to this person, who will pass it off to this person, then they pass it off to the state and then we'll let you know. And it can take anywhere from a day to a couple weeks and I believe it was the very next day actually we got really lucky it was really quick the very next day they called us and told us you're approved to foster you are officially licensed and you should start receiving calls anytime and after that I believe it was it was it was a little bit before we got a call I was anxious every time my phone rang I was just staring at it <laughs> I was just waiting um I think it was probably about a week, a week and a half before we finally got a call. And not every parent is that way because it all just depends on what you have for what type of what type of kids you want to foster. So we had basically eight and under, only two kids. Um there's just different things that we had that, that can where they'll call other people before they call you. That doesn't mean they won't call you. It just means that they're going to call other people first. So our first call was for a placement of three kids. All of them were older, like six, seven, and eight. Two boys and a girl. 
And I was just like, that's a lot for our first placement. So I told them no, I, I didn't want to do that. And then our second placement was for three kids, a one-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy, and an eight-year-old girl. And I said, again, I was just like, three, that's a lot. So they called back and asked if we would just take the two young ones. And I said, I, I can do that. I, I hate to separate them, but I mean, three is just a lot. And, um, or sorry, they, they said, well, you take just the baby and then we'll keep the other child and the sister together because they've been together for a couple years. Um, that's what it was. The, the, the child was, was two and the girl was eight and they've been together for you know, for a couple years. So they didn't want to separate them and that's fine. Uh, they hadn't even met the baby yet. It was, it was a baby baby. Um, so we said no to that and sorry if you hear a noise, I'm moving the microphone. Then we got another call for two boys and they were uh, like five and six, something like that. And I honestly don't remember if I said yes or no on that one. Um, I want to say that I said yes, but then they found somebody else to take them in. That was closer to the, where they were or something like that. And then we got the call for our first placement, which was our twin babies. Um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you may have seen pictures of them at some point. Uh, then I <laughs> actually got in trouble for posting pictures. I'll talk about that more on another different episode. Um, but we got them. I got one of them in August and the other one in September. And that is because he was sick and he was in the hospital. Um, I, I don't know. I can't share too much more information than that. But uh, they are babies. They are under a year old. I am not allowed to share their names or anything like that, but I love them so much. They're just so happy and bright and cute, and they're just so sweet. And um, I have a really good relationship with both of their parents, and their parents are doing great, and they will get them back eventually. Well, Mom will. Um, Dad will, I'm sure, just like have visitation or something. They'll work that out amongst themselves, and that's nothing I... I'm gonna touch or have be involved in but yeah the um they're doing great we all have a great relationship and it's been a, a very pleasant experience as a foster mom so far um I love it I'm I'm so glad we did it it just it fills my heart with joy and we're giving these babies a safe happy place and yeah um if it's something that you're interested in, I say go for it. A lot of people say I don't have the heart for it, but those are the kinds of parents that make the best foster parents because you love these kids hard. And yes, it's not easy to give them back. Um, but just knowing that we're providing this stability for them while their parents are working on themselves and getting their stuff together is what helps me sleep at night. And... You just have to be in it for the right reasons. Um, talking to a lot of these, you know, the state workers and the and the people through the agency, they get a lot of people who are in it for the money. And it's just really sad because these kids go through a lot. And I'll talk more about that on the future episodes as well. Um, just some, some stories and things I've heard while doing this. But yeah, I hope 
that uh, you enjoy listening to my podcast and following along with us. I will release episodes when I can because I have so much to talk about. And if you've listened this far, thank you for listening and I hope to see you on the next one.